0: All right, so um, if you have your Bibles, let's go back to those scriptures, amen. So good to see everybody here this morning, amen. And uh, I look out, I see some familiar faces as well, and some folks that I invited that said that they would be here, and so we are excited about filling up. How many of y'all are excited about growing into your new school clothes? You remember? Yeah, my mama would never buy my size. She's sitting right there. She would never buy my size. And I used to always have to shop in the Husky section. Anybody remember the Husky section? You had to shop in the Husky section? Yeah, the Husky. That gave us low self-esteem, man. Well, I'm in the Husky section. What's Husky? And we had to shop in the Husky section, and uh, my mama, she would buy bigger because she knew I was going to grow that year. Somebody say Amen. And you know, when we was looking for a church and we kept looking at different buildings and trying to get this and that, the Lord kept saying, it's too small. He said, no. And I was like, God, if we could just, do j- you remember? Told me, huh? Just had low estimation of the anointing what God could do. And I said, God, if we could just get a church like that. It'd be one of them square box churches, you know. You can get like 150 people in there and stuff. And just we just have a nice place. We will not be in the storefront no more. And Lord said, man. It's too small, and then so we go up, Amen. We go up and, and get, get a little bigger and say, but well, we could probably pay. And we always think about what we could pay for, what we could do in the natural. Somebody say Amen. amen. And uh, and uh, yeah, we we we'd be good right here. We we pay it off and then we go, you know, cause you know you go you move from this, you move from the storefront to. This size, and then you go bigger size, and you get bigger. Then, then you get your big dome, and you big campus and stuff. God say, I can do it all. I can do it. I can do it faster than you can blink your eye. Somebody say, Amen. amen. I don't need a lot of people. I don't need a lot of money. All I need is you to believe God. Somebody say, Amen. amen. How many of y'all want that kind of faith? Only a few of y'all. Anybody want that kind of faith to produce? Quickly to produce beyond what you qualify for. So God, yeah. So God says, God said to me, He said, No, I'm giving, I'm giving it to you so you can grow into it. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. And and y'all, it just took faith, you know, it took faith, y'all. And uh, you know, we what we didn't have the women up here uh losing their dignity and walking around looking like, you know, Ashley because they full of flour and, you know, because they over here frying chicken and having fish fries. Come on, somebody, to fund the kingdom of God. Am I in the right church? Yeah. Does anybody in here know Kingdom Church? Yeah. Anybody ever met Pastor Randy? Can, anybody ever said amen in church one time? Yeah. Can you say amen one time? Yeah. Don't yeah. we'll get over here and act new, right? But y'all, we we didn't do that. We, no 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 chickens had to die. No fishes had to be fried. No no cakes had to be sold. Somebody say man, we didn't have to have no rum in sales. We didn't stick our our, our, our you know. They, and they, and they, oh, I hate when churches do that. They they stick they they shapely girls out on the on the on the, on, the, on the concrete with signs talking about car wash with the Daisy Dukes on. We, we didn't do that, y'all. We, we, didn't, we didn't send our, our, our young kids out in front of Walmart with a bucket to, to fund the church because, first of all, Jesus said, upon this rock I build. And if it's his church, come on, somebody. He said, the gates of hell shall not. Come on, I think I'm in the right place now. And, and so and so, if it's his church, can he fund his church? Can he pay for what he wants? Somebody ought to give God a shout. And if God can do it for the church, are you a part of the church? Y'all, this is going to be so good today. Are you a part of the church? Are you a Christian in the body of Christ? So every promise for a corporate church belongs to me as an individual. Somebody say amen. Amen. Y'all, the only thing stopping you from moving I mean acceleratedly fast is your own faith. Because that was the thing stopping me. And y'all, my plans kept failing. My prayers kept failing because I wasn't praying big enough. We kept going for buildings, couldn't get them because God said it's too small for the vision I've given you. Maybe some, some of your prayers are not being answered because you're not asking big enough. Come on, somebody. You're not asking for enough. Come on, somebody. God, if I could just get five more dollars an hour this year, God want to bless you with a $100,000 rate. Come on, somebody. Oh, I wish I was in the right place. So, during this season, we're going to be teaching, and right before this, and then we're going to go into our family series in, in September, um, unless the Lord changes it. But right now, I want to teach us faith. I want, I want our faith to go to the next level, amen? amen, because it is it is through faith that we acquire whatever it is that God wants us to have. Now, I want to, I have to always walk on this uh, false idea, all right? You ever heard people say, well, everything happens for a reason? Anybody ever heard that? You ever heard people say God is in complete control? Yes? Okay? These are false statements. And when people say everything happens for a reason, they're suggesting that everything that happens, God caused it to happen. And that's not true. Everything does happen for a reason. And the reason I hit the light post was because I was texting and driving. That was the reason. God didn't make it happen. I was, if I wouldn't have been texting and driving, I wouldn't have hit the light post. Somebody say amen. You, you, come on, you're in school. You, you ever heard cause and effect? and God is not the cause of every effect. We we know that, right? Do we believe that? Do we believe that God causes little babies to be molested every night? No, do we believe that God causes the people that he created to get hooked on meth and crack and and, and lose their teeth and be homeless out on the street and the women be subjected to being raped and all that? Is God doing that? No, there's some cause and effect. And y'all, sometimes we forget the fact that there is a real devil if there's a real God. What's the devil doing if God's doing everything? Even in Job's story, did God do it? Okay, in Job's story, did God do it? No, Satan did it. Job didn't have a revelation on Satan. He didn't know that there was a Satan. He didn't know what Satan had done. He didn't know the conversation that had gone on. So he said, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. But the, the Lord did give it, but who took it away? It was Satan. And Jesus cleared it up real good for us, brother. He said, he said, the thief, the thief comes to do what? Let's get it right. The thief comes to do what? Still? kill anything that's stealing anything that's killing anything that's destructive it comes from the thief it doesn't come from God only insurance forms if you ever lose anything in a flood or a fire they call it what an act of yeah act of the God of this world who is Satan anybody learning something already So how do you get the faith to get, y'all, we we was in the store, y'all know, y'all, we had the game room next to us. That was three months ago. (laughs) And bonfire chicken wings right there. (laughs) With the pizza shop. How do you get from there to a 4.5 acre campus, multi-million dollar campus, in three months. How do you do that? Y'all, it takes faith. And if we hadn't exerted faith, we still, y'all, it wasn't hard to stay in the storefront. We still be over there. Excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom. That's how you had to go to the bathroom. Cause we so packed in, you had you had Miss Cash, you had to slide down the wall. How many of y'all remember that? And don't let Israel be in there when I gotta go. Because we only have one star. Y'all remember that? Has he brought us a mighty long way? Can we give God a, he brought us a mighty long way in a very short period of time praise. If he can do it for us, he can do it for you. Somebody say amen. Now how do we get into this faith? This, now the faith I'm talking about is active, it's alive. It's not that, you know, Y'all, we got a lot of fake faith in Christianity. We got a lot of stuff that don't work, but it make us feel good. Like, you know, you go on Facebook and people have, (laughs) you know, they'll have the footprints in the sand. He carried me. What does that do? It it makes you feel good about God, but it don't do nothing. Y'all, footprints in the sand ain't never done nothing for me. It ain't never got a bill paid. Come on, somebody. It ain't never got nobody healed in my household. Come on, somebody. It ain't never brought no deliverance. It's that good feeling stuff we say about, yeah, I love the man upstairs. Well, what does that mean? And you keep scrolling on that person's Facebook page. I told them more folk, what? Cussing? Because it don't do nothing. It's not real faith. Somebody say amen. amen. So let's deal with the real faith. Are y'all ready to learn real faith? Amen. All right. All right. I think Mary J. Blas wrote a song with real love. I'm looking for, I'm looking for some real faith. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. It's our key scripture. For we walk by what? Not by what? Now, most of you guys walk by sight and not by faith. That's the reason your faith doesn't work. That's the reason your prayer do not work. Because even though you pray and ask God for something, you continue to function and act as if there's no God in heaven and God didn't answer your prayer. So if you don't see a change, you keep functioning and walking like you don't see a change. And that's why your faith doesn't work. Faith has to be where you ignore your senses and obey what the word of God says. So if God says I'm healed, I don't feel healed, I still feel the pain, I still feel whatever, but when I talk, I'm going to say No, I'm healed. How you feeling, Ms. Dorothy? Well, I'm going to skip over how I feel. Because I can tell them how I feel, but that's what walking by my senses. How you feeling, Ms. Dorothy? Well, the word of God says, uh, by his stripes, I'm healed. And that's what I'm standing on. Somebody say amen. amen. Don't worry about how you feel. Claim that by his stripes, I'm healed. And I'm healed will change how you feel. That's how faith works. So we walk by what? Faith. Faith is something. Faith is not nothing. And that's the other thing. People, they they, they try to have faith. It's like this ethereal thing. Do I have faith? I didn't have faith. And they pray, and then it doesn't work like they prayed it to happen. So then what do they say? Well, it must have been God's will. But were you really in faith? Because actual faith will change any circumstance that you're in. Somebody say amen. amen. If it pertains to you, it will change the circumstance. Amen. Now, there are some situations where we're praying for grandma who's dying. Now, my faith may not change grandma's situation. And the reason is because, because God uh, respects the will of a man. So I'm praying for Grandmama to stay, but Grandmama wants to go. Somebody say, "Amen." amen. So God's God God's gonna gonna allow Grandmama's will to trump what my faith is doing, but if it's something that pertains to me, somebody say amen, if it's something pertaining to me personally, if it's something I get in agreement with, with, with a group of people and we agree corporately, y'all, when we exert our faith, everything is going to change and somebody ought to say amen Amen. amen goes right there. All right. So that's what real faith is, all right? Faith is something. You know that? If um, if a nuclear bomb went off and there was nuclear power within this room, untamed, y'all, it would cause an effect in here. You know that, right? They said nuclear explosion kills on the impact and then so many miles, square miles outside of it. You can't see it, though. You can't see it, but it is something, right? So, faith is like a nuclear bomb in the spirit world. It changes everything. Everybody say true faith. Everybody say true faith. Everybody say true faith. Everybody say true faith. faith." Changes everything. If you operate in faith, your reality will be different. In the presence of faith, there is power to potentially change any circumstance any outcome any financial problem any health problem any mental problem anything all right so hebrews 11:1 one, one of the most famous faith scriptures it says for now faith is the substance of things it is a substance it is something everybody say faith is something faith is something real Alright. And if I have it, it changes everything. It says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it is the evidence of the things that are unseen. Right? So then Jesus tells us how to operate in faith according to Mark 11:23. 23. He tells us how to put faith in motion. He says, whosoever shall say unto anything, a mountain, anything, to be removed and be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart. That's another prerequisite of the faith. But shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever. He said, y'all get ready for that emoji we kept showing last week because I want to show it again. First Timothy 1 and 5 it says, now I need these used for the message. The end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. So here's where we got to get. We got to get to the place where we don't have fake faith. How many of you ever got some gold and thought it was real gold, but it was fake gold? That gold don't last do it. Somebody gave me a gold chain one time and took a couple baths in. My neck started turning green. And I said, whoa, this ain't real. Somebody say amen. So that's fake gold. What, what do y'all call it? Faux gold, faux leather. I thought I bought some leather seats one time. And you know, you, you keep sitting in them about six months, and them things, you, you sit them a wow, while, you know, things start peeling. Come, I had something black on the back of my neck. I said, What's this black? It was the faux leather. It wasn't real. Right? So there's what's fake and there's what's real. And in church, many times we think we're operating in faith, but we got fake faith. Because our faith don't last. And it doesn't produce. Somebody say amen. amen. Y'all, real leather, I don't care how many times you sit there, it ain't going to peel off. Somebody say amen. amen. You might have to condition it. You might have to wipe it off. You might have to clean it. But real leather, y'all, is real leather. Come on, somebody. Amen. Real gold is real gold. And baby, every woman in the place ought to say amen. And a real diamond, come on, somebody, amen. is a real diamond. Talking about lab, what they call them now? Lab simulated diamond. My wife don't want that. I mean, I want some lab simulated diamond. Brothers, look around. Yeah. Now they'll take it and go, "Oh, baby, that's nice," but they they want a real diamond. Amen. People walk around fake Louis and Gucci. Somebody say, "Amen." These women, these women are pregnant. Thirty-one year old, thirty-one. You're married women in 2015, Y'all they, they, they ain't looking for no fake Gucci's and fake Louis. Somebody say amen. amen. They want the real thing. Amen. So that's what God requires. He requires real faith. Alright? So that's what we're getting to. So have you discerned that sometimes you're operating in fake faith? In full faith? If faith is not real, that's not legitimate, if faith is gonna turn, somebody say amen. Yeah. How many of y'all, how many of y'all at least say, I know I've been in some fake faith before? Come on. I know I have. I know I have. I got both my hands up saying I was believing God for this and that, and I wouldn't believe in God for nothing. Somebody say amen. All right. Now, so we call this message risky business. Now, listen. Every time you operate in faith. But y'all, I'm going to tell you, when you really start operating in faith, and y'all, if you are a faith walker, there are going to be a moment in your faith walk where it's going to, man, you're going to be like, what in the world? Everybody else is going to be like, what are you doing? What you say you're doing? Where the emoji at? Can y'all put the emoji up? It's going to be moments in your life if you're walking by faith where you're going to feel like this, yeah, right, right there, and everybody looking at you going to be feeling like that. What you doing? You see the white mouth? You see the big eyes? Now, if you have not really stepped out in faith to this degree, you, you ain't had a faith experience yet. Because when you step out in faith, the people around you not going to understand what you're doing. Your friends going to say, bro, you sure you want to do this? Hello? You going to put it out on Facebook? And you know how you put them, you know, when you go to the restaurant, you put the little picture of your hamburger, and then you get like 100 likes, come right back. You know you know what you're doing? Yeah, but when you put this on on Facebook, ain't nobody gonna say nothing. It's gonna be crickets. <laughs> that's, that's real faith. Somebody say amen. So we call this risky business because, not because true faith doesn't produce, but because the journey of faith in the flesh. As a human being, sometimes I'm thinking I'm in real faith. I'm not in real faith. Sometimes my faith fails. Jesus prayed to Peter that his faith didn't fail. Sometimes I do have faith, but then I have little faith. Jesus talked to the disciples and said, oh, ye of little faith. Somebody say Amen. And y'all, I'm depending on faith to get me through. But faith fluctuates up and down. Faith comes by hearing. And so if I'm not hearing enough, sometimes I'm not strong at that moment in faith and all that stuff. So faith can be risky. Everybody say faith can be risky. The walk of faith can be risky. All right, you can take it down. I'll call for it in a minute. All right. So the definition of risk. To incur the chance of a fortunate or unfortunate consequence by engaging or not engaging in certain behavior. I said again. To incur the chance of a fortunate or unfortunate consequence by engaging or not engaging in a certain action or behavior. So we started talking about the kind of risk, and we started getting into. Some of the Bible accounts that we kind of look over, and we don't really look at it enough. I want I mean, my family favorite uh, accounts in the Bible, I, don't, I try to stay away from stories because it makes it sound like it's fictional. Favorite accounts in the Bible, one of mine, is the, the Red Sea. Anybody ever heard the Red Sea? They made songs about it, Right? Oh, Mary, don't you eat. Oh, Martha, don't you own? Pharaoh's army. What did they do? Been drowned in the Red Sea. Oh, Mary, oh, Mary, don't you eat. Right? They made movies about it, the Ten Commandments. Right? The Prince of Egypt. And most of us ain't read the Bible, so that's kind of what we know. We know the Prince of Egypt. We know the Ten Commandments. The story about the account of what happened. But we started talking about that on last week. And y'all, these people were just like us. They had the same emotions that we have. Anybody ever got afraid? Okay, let, let me let me test the room. How many of y'all uh when you went to the amusement park were the ones that get on all the roller coasters and get to the front? Let me see here. Ride on the front of the roller coaster. It's like one, two, three, four. Okay. Me, me too. Me too. I was, y'all, we had uh, Astroworld here, man. I, I used to get on the front of the Texas Cyclone. Oh, my God. Front, hands up, eyes open the whole time. I used to get on the back of the Texas Cyclone. was a whole nother experience. I used to get on the front and the back of Grease, lightning, go all the way up to the end, come all the way down. I used to get on the top of the Sky Screamer, all that stuff. Y'all, I love that stuff. How many of y'all was like, whoa, hold on. What's, what are we doing? Let me see here. Okay. Yeah, mixed crowd, maybe. How'd how that go up? You sitting there like, no, nah, bro, bro, I'm not getting no that. <laughs> how many of you ever thought about getting on one and then you looked at it and you was like, no, nah, bro, no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> how many of y'all remember when bungee jumping was a thing? Whoever did it, whoever did it, whoever did it, only a few crazy people, okay, a couple people. Bungee jumping. How many of y'all considered it, though? How many of y'all thought about it? And then you, when you went up there, and then sometimes you be in the line, and you get up there, you go, bruh, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. How many of y'all ever did that? You started considering, right? So let's look at Moses one more time. So we started talking about the kind of risk when, you, when you're in faith. So this was physical risk. Y'all hear me? Everybody say physical risk. There may be some physical risk when you are believing God. Somebody say amen. amen. See, we got women in our church. Here, here's how, and I know. See, this is gonna cost somebody. Put the put the uh, put the emoji back up. This is gonna cost somebody look look look, look, look crazy. They're like this. So in our church, because we teach faith, we we teach that pain and childbearing and stuff is a part of the curse. Amen. So we have a book and this is my oldest saints they're going to be like what we got a book called supernatural childbirth that we take all of our pregnant women through and, and in that that has testimonies about women who had uh, who, gave, who gave birth with no, no pain at all and then so we got women in the church come on somebody that can testify somebody say amen and then then we we, we teach them that if you had a cesarean because we serve a God that can do anything that you can come back and have a V-back baby come on somebody is that a witness we call the audience service and say baby you want to have evangelism you can have it come on somebody couldn't get to the hospital couldn't get an epidural had the baby in the parking lot your carnal mama that don't go to this church and you going in there, and they say, "Did uh, she with you and say, you want epidural? No, I don't want an epidural. And your mama looking at you like this. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Girl, you better get an epidural. <laughs> Faith is risky. Okay, you take it down. So there's physical risk. And someone be like, wait a minute now. Nah. I get in there and that thing start hurting. So, if I get in there and start hurting, y'all can give it to me. No, no, you can't do it then. So, I have to do it now or don't do it? Yeah. Risk it. Yeah. Put it back up, Yeah. So, y'all, here's the thing. When you are walking in faith, there might be some physical risks. Can you keep my emoji back up? Stay with me, y'all. Help me preach this. So you go to this church, and your mom and your Amy up in there, holding your hand. What? Somebody say amen. Watch this. Exodus 14 and 10. Let's go there, guys. And when Pharaoh drew not, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid. You know how being so afraid, you tinkle in your pants. That's what so afraid means. They were very afraid. So these aren't the people who are not afraid. But watch what happens, Exodus 14, 21. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and God caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. So, so y'all, you know, in the movie it showed it, it just, it just open. No, it took a whole night for the wind to blow the sea open, created walls on both sides, and for the land to be dry. So what held out, Pharaoh? God sent a, a pillar of fire that separated Pharaoh from the Israelites, and they couldn't pass it. So here they, they, here they are waiting like a fool. Now if God can send a pillar of fire. I'd be like, hey, Pharaoh, bro, hey, God won on this one. We take an L. Can we go on back? They sitting there waiting. And God opens up the Red Sea. Now, every movie I've ever seen about this, you see the Israelites hop, skipping, and jumping across the Red Sea. But wait a minute. Those of y'all didn't get on the, uh roller coaster. The same people, and they were already afraid. Moses say, all right, he opened the Red Sea, let's go. Oh, whoa, Swole, wait a minute. What we doing? Put the emoji back up. What we doing? Huh? We gonna go cross the Red Sea. God's delivered. You go first, Moses? No, I'm staying back. You go. Hello, who going first? See, the crazy people, the bunch of junk. <laughs> y'all, this is risky business. And y'all, the thing about faith is so many times you are the first one in your family, first one in your family tree, first one you ever heard of that's stepping out and doing something. You ain't never seen it done before. You ain't never heard of it being done before. no, Nowhere had, had this ever happened in history before. They had nothing to compare it to. And so now we're supposed to walk across? Can I give you some more details about it? Listen to this. So I looked it up. Y'all, this is going to blow your mind. Listen to this. The Red Sea was almost two miles deep. We ain't talking about crossing yet. We just talking about getting down on the floor. Was two miles of walking. Who doing that? They behind us, most time I go ahead. People talking. Hey baby, Moses said, we supposed to go down here. The... Oh, but I got my kids. So you start thinking. So it's two miles down deep. Which means if you go two miles deep, what you gotta do when you get to the other side? You gotta climb up two miles. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? If this is how it happened. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now watch this. It was almost four miles wide. To cross from one side to the next. Can we add? Two miles deep. I mean if it's. You know we just take the basic matter. And they might have taken some of that. Because it's going across. But let's just keep it simple. Two miles down. Four miles across. Two miles up. Can we do some math? How many miles is that? Eight miles. So they said it took them four hours to cross the Red Sea. So can we think we're not romanticized religious minds? You know, when you get older, you have to go to the bathroom. You know, you have to go to the bathroom. Like, where are we going to the bathroom at? But man, just use it in the, in the wall of the water. But well, what about Uncle Leroy? He regularly, he eat oatmeal every morning. What are he doing? And y'all passing by hear my mom. Oh, God, Uncle Leroy, what is you doing? I have to go. Where we going to go? Y'all think about it. It's risky business. Watch this. Four hours across it, y'all. Do you think you get thirsty? They can't drink, they can't drink the water from the Red Sea because it's highly salty. Where are we going to get water at? I got my babies. we walking across, the and then Brianna done stopped, and her, and her husband, they done stopped over here. What you done? I got I to gotta feed the baby. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Yo, it's not all pretty like Hollywood making it in the movies. Y'all, these were actual people. These were actual circumstances. They had to deal with actual stuff that was going on. Come on, somebody. But yet and still at the end, they crossed on the other side. Somebody say amen. Pharaoh's army was drowned in the Red Sea because they walked by faith and not by But it's, it's going to make your eyes go, what? Now, I'm getting to the place where I really want to get to, and I got I got enough time. It's 11.40. 40. We're gonna get out here before 12. Or by 12, or a little after 12, or something like that. <laughs> but listen, so then there's this other kind of risk. We're talking about physical risk, and we could talk about that. We talk about the one with the issue of blood, all that. But y'all, what about psychosocial risks? What does that mean? That means what is this gonna do to me mentally? And what is this going to do to me with the people that are around me? Me, I'm telling you, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm say ninety-nine percent of y'all who step out of faith when God challenges you to do something big and great is because there's one reason: you care too much about what people think. And now they built it into our phones and our iPads and our life that we are living for likes. We're living for clicks. Y'all, I saw a girl, and, and it's so funny now. It's changing human behavior. Girl was at the, uh, uh, pumping her gas. She was a nice looking girl, nice shape, pumping a gas, had a little sundress on, and she had a little, a little uh, cylindri- c- cylindrical straw in her mouth, and she was just going round and round and round, had her phone up there. Why like she's pumping gas and, 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 and showing her legs and stuff. You know why? Because on TikTok, they, they pay people to just do stupid stuff. Y'all don't know about this. Huh? Pay people to make meow sounds. And they meow me. And they're getting likes. And they're getting money. Have y'all heard of this? The weirdest stuff. I saw a girl in the car the She just kept brushing her teeth, brushing her teeth. I said, Oh, she wanna brush her teeth. She had a camera up there. She's brushing for likes, sexy brushing. We got a whole society now that lives based on and get paid based on if people approve or like what you're doing. And y'all, if, if that's you, you will never do anything significant for God. Because the carnal mind is an enmity with God. And most of the people on your Facebook page, the Instagram page, they carnal. People in your family ain't been to church since COVID. They might have been spiritually one time, but now they carnal. They don't understand what God's doing. Somebody say amen. Woo. Listen to this. Let's go to John five forty four. Jesus hit the nail on the head, and this is why many of us we can't get our faith to work. This is true. This is true. Even with the V back stuff and all that, she had to go. She had to go. Persecution. Doctors persecuting. Uh, you can't. You can't do that. That ain't possible. This and that. Are you willing to stand up against persecution and the opinions of people? to get a miracle from God. John chapter 5, verse 44. How can you believe? He said, this is why you don't believe. This is why you don't have any faith. He said, how can you believe? which receive honor of one another and seek not the honor, the honor that comes from God. you seek seeking honor and likes and clicks from one another. You want people to be able to say, oh, I approve of what you're doing. Oh, I like what you're doing. you do go girl, go girl. But people might not tell you go girl. They might not give you a high five. They might not give you an attaboy. They might not pat you on the back. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you still willing? This is the problem. You see what he's saying? He said, how can you believe? Facebook kings and queens? How can you believe? TikTok champion of 2023? How can you believe? Because you're seeking honor from people. Mm. Y'all, this is going to blow you away. Here's another story that we've over-romanticized in the Bible. The virgin birth. Y'all remember that? Mary. Immaculate conception. You know, she had the baby. She was born of He was born of a virgin. The Spirit of God came upon her, and she became pregnant. And she just believed God, and Joseph just believed, and everything just went good. Right? No, y'all. Nah. Y'all, I, I, I started reading this last night, and I said, whoa, out loud. I said, whoa, because I got curious. You ought to start searching the word and get curious about how the stuff happened. Yeah, right. So watch this. When she got pregnant, she went off to visit her aunt Elizabeth, who was barren in her old age, never had a baby, and God impregnated her with John. You remember that? But it wasn't, it wasn't immaculate. Her husband came, they came together and she got pregnant with John. So she was six months pregnant with John when Mary just showed up. Now she just got pregnant. Do you know how long Mary stayed with her? Three months. Then she comes back home. Now, y'all, what do you think happened when she came back home from visiting with Elizabeth? Y'all think it was all cookies and cream? Can we play y'all? Can we play this? Please play this. This is going to help some people. Today. I want y'all to see this. So she coming back from being with Elizabeth. Everybody happy to see her? joseph been waiting because that's his bride. He can't wait till she come back because they're to get married. Everybody is excited to see Mary. Turn these lights on, off up here so they can see it. <coughs> Joseph, that's Joseph. He's smiling. He's happy. They're happy. Oh, he's smiling. He can't wait to see his his fiance? Oh man, he getting his hair straight. Wow. Uh oh. 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 Her father? What in the world? She had to deal with what people thought. Watch this. Them them old women going to start whispering? Mm -hmm. He in the days. Look at the women. They whispering. What in the world? What happened? Everybody, oh, God. Turn it up. <laughs> right. She said, they can stone you for this. That's what the mama's saying. Can you turn it up a little louder? You should have stayed with Elizabeth. That's what she said. She said, I ain't broke no law. She, he said, You broke all the laws. Oh, who was it? Who's, who's the father? No, y'all, y'all, there wasn't no, what, what are we talking about? She had to deal with the opinions of everybody around And everybody saw she three months pregnant. Faith is a risky business, y'all. And that's why the angel of the Lord came to her before and told her what was going to happen. And she said, Lord, whatever you want to do. Whatever you will. But he wanted her to know this is going to be a scandal. Are you willing to step out on faith no matter what your mom and daddy think? No matter what your sister and brother think? Come on. She had to stand. Come on, somebody. And Moses, uh, I mean, and Joseph decided to stand with her, and that was great. But y'all, she, she, for a minute, she was standing by herself. Is there anybody in here committed? You can turn that off. Is there anybody committed in here to standing for Jesus and standing for God? Uh, uh, even if you got to stand by yourself, I don't care what you say about me, I don't care how you look at me, I don't care what your opinion of me is. What? She said, God impregnated her. Put the emojis back up. What? Did you see Joseph? He's like, oh my God. I'm ruined. I'm the laughing stock. Come on, somebody. Are you willing to be the laughing stock for a moment? Let them laugh at you now. Come on, somebody. But you can catch me later. The reason why most of you will not do anything significant for God or step out in faith is because you like being liked too much. You like people approving of you too much. Everybody got a co-sign on what you're doing. Y'all, if it's you and God and you know what God told you to do and and your pastor has supported you and everything, you got it in the Word, you better step on out that in faith. here's how you know it's a God because Elizabeth had a baby in the old age her daddy said Elizabeth has a husband which was true he had a point y'all that was risky business y'all she could have been stoned she could have been killed y'all there was no secret like everybody knew Are you willing? Come on, somebody. Oh, it's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. Proverbs 29, 25. It says, the fear of man brings a snare. But whoso put of his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Can you imagine being in his shoes? Very similar thing in the reverse happened and. uh you know, y'all know about Gary Kasey. We were down there with Gary Kasey and them earlier this year uh, in North Carolina. And his daughter has a, um, a book called Healed Overnight. His daughter was a virgin, right, into her 20s, late 20s, okay. And But she had a growth in her abdomen. And she looked like she was pregnant. And it was pushing so bad on her that it pushed her spine. It, it removed all the curvature in her spine and all that. She went to doctors and doctors and doctors. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what it was. So she was she was the youth minister and the worship leader. And so she would go and do um, different ministry, different churches to young women. And she would talk about purity. And she would talk about being a virgin till you get married and stuff like that. And, and, and finally, it, it started to look like she was almost six months pregnant. I mean, it was out there. And she said, a woman came to her uh, after the service and said, who do you think you fooling? You sitting up there six months pregnant trying to tell us about purity? People in church can be so mean. They can be so carnal. They didn't know what was going on. But it looked like it was apparent that she must be pregnant. Surely you don't expect us to believe you ain't never been with a man sitting there with a baby in your stomach, she says. Are you willing to stand in? Come on, somebody. But y'all, she kept on standing. Come on, somebody. She kept on believing. And one night she went to bed, looking like she was six months pregnant, and the next morning she woke up and it was totally gone. We got the pictures to show you. Healed overnight because she trusted in God. Is there anybody in here? Come on, somebody, come on, come on, musicians. Is there anybody in here that'll trust God? Is there anybody in here that'll trust God no matter what people think? Is there anybody in here that'll step out on faith, even when it looks like something else? And everybody's criticizing you and everybody's persecuting you and everybody's saying all kind of stuff against you? Is there anybody here that'll say, for God, I'll stand. For God, I'll live. I'll stand on the word i walk by faith and not by sight is there anybody in this room that say forget what you think about me I know the Lord in whom I believe I know the God in whom I serve is there anybody here who will say Lord i trust you with all of my heart and lean not to my own understanding in all of my ways I'll acknowledge you and you will direct my path. Is there anybody here who says, God, I believe you. Is there anybody here that say I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord? Is there anybody here who says, I live and die in the army of the Lord. Woo! Yes! Say what you want. Do what you please. But my heart is fixed. My mind is made up. I'm going all the way. Yes! 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 Come with me. I'm going all the way. Hey, hey. Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago. They spiked his hands. They spiked his feet. They pierced him in the side. They spit on him. They pulled his beard out strand by strand. But he hung there. He died. He died three days later. Come on, y'all know what he did. Sometimes, y'all, that safety and counsel, wise counsel, spiritually wise counsel. Sometimes you need to get advice from a pastor, a first lady, or your mentor. But y'all, besides that, you know, she, she had got counsel from Elizabeth already. Elizabeth believed her. If you find one person that believe you, hey, roll with that. But you don't get all these people. They're not gonna get it no how. You know what I started saying to people? Sister Leah, you know what I started saying to people? You heard me say, it. You can catch me later. Y'all remember when they was hating on Joseph? He said, You you hate me now, you're gonna love me later. Because when they got in famine, come on, somebody they had to come to Joseph to, to say, say they'll hate me now. But they'll love me later. When God blesses me. They'll love me later. When, when God brings those means into my hand, they'll love me later. They cut up with them later. You want to talk about psychosocial for a pastor doing COVID, y'all? You know the majority of people, the majority of pastors in church, what did they do? They shut down. We didn't shut down. You want to know how we went from a storefront to this? Because God looked at us and said, you've been faithful. You trusted me? Somebody say amen. He skipped over 10,000 pastors and churches so he could bless us. Because we didn't shut down because God didn't tell us to shut down. He told us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, what about COVID? Lay hands on them. And we did it too. Lay hands on people in full-blown COVID and they was healed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Here he, he go pastors. What you doing, doc? What you doing, doc? Y'all shut down. Yeah, we shut down. We, uh, you know, we just do online and then we go on on Wednesdays and we do what you, what you doing, doc? No, we ain't asked nobody what they was doing. We found out what God said. And y'all, we look crazy. Y'all, that was some moments we come on, church member. How many of y'all stood with me during that time? Look around. Look around. We look crazy. <laughs> y'all, you talking about driving to church and ain't nobody on the freeway or the road. Nobody driving nowhere. But first respond to people. If you saw somebody driving, they had on some scrubs or something. Or was delivering to a Walmart. You remember Gina? And we had some nosy neighbors. They knew we was pastors. And they see us dressing up, getting in our car. Here they come out. White guy. Standing stand at the edge of his driveway. See you when we get back. You remember this? And people will try to pressure you into doing what they want you to do. And y'all, a lot of my friends lost their whole church They weren't friends, they was associates. A lot of people I know lost their whole ministry. And some of them barely hanging on can't get their people back now. Because you let them stay home for two years. Walmart didn't let them stay home for two years. Planned Parenthood didn't let them stay home for two years. The strip club didn't stay home for two years. The, the, The bars didn't stay home for two years. I think specs was open. and start opening back up. Boy, black women was looking bad. We we went to a beauty shop one time and it was a car full of black women. I mean, their hair was looking out, and they was covering their hair up, going in there trying to get some bundles. Yet the church can stay closed for two years? We didn't do it, y'all. Can you look around? Can you see the reward of faithfulness? Come on, somebody. Y'all, you got to get over, you got to get over, you got to get over other people and what they going to think. Can you imagine that first church? Here's another romantic side. You know, they sold all that they had and gave it and they came in and, and, and they, they, they supported the church. Can you imagine somebody? Dwayne, you and your wife, you know, your mother-in-law, your, 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 your dad and mom that helped you, you know, helped y'all get a house and everything. None, kept the baby so that she can work more hours so you can get a house. Then here you go, oh, uh, y'all at dinner, yeah, we selling that house. Selling the house? Yeah, we're going to sell the house and give all the proceeds to Kingdom Church, and we're just going to live on the commune. Can, can y'all put the emoji back up there? What they going to say? What? You're doing what? That's what them people did in the Bible, y'all. They sold everything, but they had family. you doing what? Well, Mom, Dad, I got accepted to Harvard and Yale, but I'm going to Oral Roberts University so I can study the ministry. you doing what? Y'all, you got to have some backbone if you're going to be a Christian. And they'll catch you later. Somebody say amen. amen. Huh. Psychosocial, me and my wife. How, how old was you when we got married? 21? 20? 20? I, we, I was 21. My mama, she knows something about this. She knows something very well. So we get getting ready to get married. Here's all my family. Why are you rushing? Because <laughs> um, God told me that's my wife. I'm in ministry. I need a wife. Here's the next corner question. What, what you think the next question was, Sister Dorothy? Is she pregnant? No, she's a virgin. What? Sure, she a virgin. Y'all been main five year mar- uh, dating five years. Yeah, she's a virgin and we want to get married so we don't sin against God like everybody in the family did. Yes, and we didn't care. We didn't care. You can't listen to people when God done told you to do something. You got to How many of y'all willing to do that? How many, how many of us need to repent for not doing it enough because we was thinking about what somebody said or we conferred with somebody else? Yeah, man. We're not talking about foolish stuff. We're not talking about presumption. We're not talking about doing something stupid way out the wall. But I'm telling you, if God, if an angel done showed up, and it gave you the sign, wonder miracle of your 80-year-old aunt getting pregnant. You might well, you might want to step out on that. I love that. I love that clip. I love how they, how they betrayed it because they, they were the first movie to portray it, right? And she said, I, I ain't done nothing wrong. Y'all can do whatever y'all want to with it. I, I ain't did nothing wrong. And this is of God. So you deal with it. Every head bowed, every eye closed.